right, so welcome to another episode of Courageous Beauty Podcast. Hello, my Courageous Beauty Beauties. I am your host, Crystal. Crystal, Crystals, however you want to call me. Um, so yeah, we're coming with another episode today. And um, I've been calling it How to Pray. Um, I might end up changing that, but I might not. So I guess you'll just have to wait and see once everything is all official, right? So let's dive in. So before we dive in, I am actually um, just going to say a prayer and then get on into the lesson today. So Father God, we just come to you. Thank you so very much, Father God. We thank you. Father, we know that you are holy and you are set aside, that you are mighty and that you're righteous, oh God. We thank you for for loving us in spite of us, oh God. Looking past our faults and seeing our needs, oh God. We ask that you come into our life, Father God, and be our guide and be our Lord, Father God. Allow your Holy Spirit to lead us to all truths, to bring things to our understanding, Father God. And allow us to know your word, Father, that your word will be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We repent for our sins, O God. Forgive me, Lord Jesus, for my sins and my trespasses. And I forgive those who have sinned and trespassed against me, Lord God. We thank you for your provision. We thank you for supplying all of our, all of our needs according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus, O God. I thank you for my family, for my friends, and even my foes, if there be any, Lord. Bless them, Lord God. And we give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. Amen. Amen and amen. All right, so I wanted to say a prayer. Um, <laughs> how befitting. So I am actually going to be talking about the Lord's Prayer. And that is, uh, give you the scripture reference so you can reference it. And uh, it's definitely in Matthew. Give me just a moment. So the reason why I wanted to go into this is because Jesus is specific in how he tells us to pray, right? And the blessing about that is the simple fact that he lays it down and he gives it strategically. And the reason why a lot of times Jesus would speak in parables, but when he spoke to the disciples, he spoke plain. You know, he gave it to them plain, right? And the reason why um, he spoke in parables to everyone else is because of the analogy of the fishes and the loaves. People only come for what they need and not necessarily to glean from what he's given, right? As far as his word is concerned. So. The scriptural text for the uh, Lord's Prayer is in Matthew 6, 9 through 13. So I'm actually going to go ahead and just read that first. And then, um, then we'll get into everything else. Just so that you already have an idea of where I'm going um, with, the, with the scripture. So Matthew 6... 9 through 13 says after this manner therefore pray ye our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debaters and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever amen okay so amen to that so when I was I um, I was actually reading the a little bit of the chapter a little bit before this, so I'm going to talk more about that in another episode. But it was more or less talking about 
alms, you know, your, you know, gift giving and how you pray, how you pray, what you look like and, you know, what you're trying to gain from the outward appearance of what you're doing. So got to be weary of the outward appearance, right? Because God judges the intent of our heart. He doesn't care about the outward appearance. So, um, <clears throat> so we'll talk about that next time. And actually, let me write that down because I like what I just said. So, God judges the outward appearance or the inward appearance. And man judges the outward appearance. Okay? Okay, perfect. Got it for my next notes. So, when we read the Lord's Prayer, just as I read, Jesus teaches us. Um, well, he's teaching that I say us because we are his disciples. We are discipleship is literally being a student of his word. Right. So if you're trying to learn about God and you're trying to learn about his word, you're going to need to read the word and going to be a need to be a student of it. Take notes, highlight whatever you need to do. Right. Um, there is what we call a Bible dictionary um, that can break down the scripture references based on like where if it was translated from Hebrew, uh, translated to Hebrew are from Hebrew and Greek, which would be called a concordance. So that is definitely something that's pretty cool to get. It's a really huge book that has all the number references to the scriptures. And it'll, like you can look up something about faith, you know, or loneliness or what, whatever word you have that and you can look it up and it'll give you the, the scripture references for it. So the concordance is really good to go to for a lot of this stuff as well. So it says, um, so, so what I had jotted down was that Jesus teaches the disciples how to pray. And he said, we first must give honor to God, our father, who is creator of all. And while doing this, we are in worship because we are referencing, we, we are, uh, revering him. Okay. We're giving him reference, reverence, reverence, <laughs> excuse me. So we're giving him reverence. We're referencing him as who he is, as God, as his deity, right? As, as him and his name and his position, right? Our father who art in heaven, which says God, it, it basically says who God is and where he is. He's our father and he's in heaven, right? Hollow means holy, be thy name. So it says you are so holy that even your name is holy, right? So, um, I, I should have wrote this down, but I did not. But there is a scripture that says he couldn't swear by any higher. So he swore by his own name. Oh, thank you, God. And so um, the next verse is thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I came up with something earlier um, through the Holy Spirit, because, you know, sometimes we think we creative and we think our ideas come from ourselves. But no, God does intervene and give us ideas to um, through the Holy Spirit okay and so what I came up with is when we say thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven we're asking God to bring heaven to earth is what we're asking and that may seem weird in a literal sense right like the whole heavens coming down to earth yeah you know what I mean we want the everything that's going on in heaven we want it to be operated on earth we want it to exist here now and i'm going to get more into that a little later but it says that the kingdom equals the place right 
or domain where God is. The power equals the authority or the dominance. And the glory equals the victory or the dominion. We want all of these things to be on earth from heaven. So if God gave earth to mankind, which he did, to have dominion over it, um, how does that work or why does it work, right? So we need to go back to the beginning to figure that part out. So let's go to Genesis. So I'm going to Genesis 1, 27 through 28. And it says, so God created man in his own image. When I say man, I mean mankind, that is male and female. Okay, and um, and it says, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Okay, plural. So that's why that can debunk. Oh, a woman shouldn't preach or a woman should be quiet in church and all that stuff. That was for that specific disposition and time in that specific body of people because there were some things that were going on that needed to be filtered out that's not for now okay god did not call genitals to preach it doesn't matter if you're male or female it's the spirit that's willing okay willing spirit and a repentant heart a humble heart anybody can speak on god's word you know what i mean as long as you are doing it strategically based on his word and you're allowing the Holy Spirit to give you the influence and it's not of your own you know <clears throat> so anyway recap so God created man in his own image in the image of God created he him male and female created he them verse 28 says and this is where the punchline is it's for what where I'm going and it says uh, for verse 28 it says and God blessed them and God said unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth, right? Be that as it may, how would God's kingdom, power, and glory be on earth if he is in heaven? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let's just pretend you asked me that, right? <laughs> so it's got to come through us. We have to allow God's power to rest on us on a daily basis. And I say allow, okay? Because even though God created us after his image and his likeness, he gave us a choice to allow him to operate into our lives. He is such a loving father. He doesn't force himself on us. You know, he gives us the, his love is unconditional, unconditional love. There's no strings attached. You don't have to be this way and this way in order for God to love you, right? He's going to love you even in your mess. He says the, gift, the, the, the gifts of God come without repentance. That's why when people say, oh, well, uh, you know, I want to be able to, you know, have gifts of the Lord. Whatever it is that God has blessed you with, can you draw, can you sing, can you, can you, you know, pray for someone, you intercede, those things come without repentance because he, before he formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you, he knew what it was that he was going to have you do for him. He knew what it was, the area that he wanted to get glory out of your life. So before you even get saved, before you even get to God, your gifts are there. A lot of times they are lying dormant, but they are there. Okay, so I just want to let you know that we all have gifts from God. Okay, so as I said before, be that as it may, how would God's kingdom, power, and glory be on earth? I didn't forget my place. We were talking about hallowed be thy name, says you are holy. 
right? So we're saying God is holy. His name is holy. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I gave the analogy that the kingdom is equal to the place or the domain where God resides. The power or the authority of the dominance is God's power. The glory, the victory of dominion. So victory and having dominion over something. I would say having dominion over something is victory because how Jesus came, right? He, 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 he knew no sin. And he became sin for the righteousness of man. He shed his blood. He died on the cross. He took the keys. He went to hell, took the keys death to death, hell, and the grave. He took dominance over it, right? So now it no longer has weight over us because he took it, right? He took dominion over it. So that's the victory in it. The victory, even though there's victory until his death, he, it's victory for us, okay? So that means a lot of the things that we could have gone through without Jesus. We don't have to as long as we're with him. Now that doesn't mean you're not gonna go through. It just means that the sting of it all is not gonna be as weighty or as costly as it could be had you be treading water on your own, right? So um, the glory or the victory or dominion, we want all those things on earth, right? So God gives us a choice. He gives, he's unconditional, you know, with his love. And um, my thing is, what else can we ask for? You know what I mean? And so the next verse says, give us this day our daily bread. Now, what I got from that is that is saying that, you know, we're asking God, please provide for us, which he did. And he did in Genesis. Right. So and I'm going to get to that. <clears throat> so let me make sure. I got that down. I get so excited about sharing God's word because this is what helps me, you know? And so what I just read to you, let me make sure. Yeah, because it's uh, Genesis 1 and 29. Okay, yes. So give us this day our daily bread. So like I said, what I've gotten from that is we're asking, Lord, please provide for us, which he already did. And like I said, I'm going to confirm that in Genesis 1 it says, and God said, behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of the earth and every tree and in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you. It shall be for meat. Right. So we're asking God for our daily bread. So our daily provision, because obviously we are human. We are we have, a you know, a, a spirit. We have a soul. We have a body. You know, we have all those things. <clears throat> so we got to eat right for nourishment. We shouldn't be living to eat. We should eat to live. We should we should, you know, eat to live. You understand what I'm saying? It's for nourishment. Um, so, yeah. So why that's important is because that is the natural substance that we need. But God also gives us provision for our spiritual needs as well. Right. And so um, and to confirm that God said he would give us he would supply all of our needs. He would give us our daily bread in Philippians 419 says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. So anything that we need has to come through Jesus. OK, so um, and like I said, the you know, give us this day our daily bread. It's not just 
let me eat, let me physically let me eat bread every day. <laughs> I mean, if that's all you got, that's all you got. You know, be blessed over what you have, no matter how big or small, right? So I'm not making fun of that or, you know, throwing shade to that. I'm just simply saying, when you look at our daily bread, you think of bread as substance, but provisions are not just natural, right? Now you are what you eat. So if you're eating bitterness, if you're eating sadness, if you're eating anger, that is your daily portion, you know? So we have to decide what's gonna be our portion and what we decide to, you know, um, digest in our spirit man, okay? And it says, um, so I have jot down to my notes, but provisions are, are not just natural food. God has given us spiritual food as well. So daily, we need to glean from that which he has already formed in us, okay? Daily, we need to eat peace. We need to eat joy. We need to eat all the fruits of the spirit. And there, there are nine of them. And I'll refer to that in Galatians 5, and 23. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love. So we need to eat daily love, daily joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Okay. So um, love, we know what love is. You know, that's the affirmation that we feel that, that, that unconditional feeling that we feel from God, right? Joy, you know, that's something that, that God gives. The world can't give it. That's not the same as happiness. Happiness is temporary. Joy is forever. Joy is no matter, even if your situation doesn't look right, right? Peace. And we're still talking about how to pray. <laughs> we're still talking about how to pray. Let's not forget that. You need these things because you don't want to just go to God dry, right? You don't want to just, okay, God, I'm it's me again. Bless me. Like, you could, but really, is that effective? I mean, are you going to go to your natural mom and dad like that? I don't think so. You're probably going to try to butter them up a little bit. Well, it's the same thing. <laughs> butter God up, baby. Okay. <laughs> so it's the, it's the same thing. You know, it's respect. It's reverence. That's what that means. So, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. You know, peace is having that calmness. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. It's the mind of Christ. You have peace that surpasses all of your understanding. Long suffering. Sometimes you will have to suffer long for certain situations, but having patience, allowing patience to have a perfect work, even in your long suffering, even in your suffering long gentleness, you know, being humble and being peaceful, being not boisterous and, you know, wild and crazy. You know what I mean? Those things are gifts. People have the gift. Have you ever met someone that's so peaceful? They don't raise their voice. They don't, you know, they're nothing. They just uh, like a duck. Water just rolls off their back. You know, they don't let people intimidate them. They don't, they don't let things trip them up. These are gifts of the spirit. This exists. They, they are something that we can obtain from God through much prayer. <laughs> okay. Sometimes you got to fast. Sometimes you got to, you know, cry or whatever you got to do to get to this, these fruits of the spirit people, there's goodness, you know, just someone who's just innate, just, just, just good. You know what I mean? Like in a sense of just being sweet and kind, you know what I mean? Just offering you the shirt off their back, literally speaking, you know, there's faith, believing in God without question, without wavering. You know, one thing that we can interchange with love, we can interchange faith with love, with God, in my opinion. Now, this is just an opinion. The reason why I'm saying this is because you put your faith in something. You got to have some type of love, right? Or care or reverence for that or trust for that person, right? So if I say I put my faith in God, that means I also love him too, because I'm not going to put my faith in nothing that I don't love or nothing that I don't care about, 
just not really gonna do it. You understand what I'm saying? I'm gonna learn to love if that's the case. There need to be some type of reciprocity in that situation to the point where, you know, I'm giving you my faith and I'm giving you my trust. Well, guess what? I know you're gonna bless me. The trick, the gag is God's already given us our blessings before we even know to reciprocate that back to him. That's truly unconditional, right? And so there's meekness, that's humility. And then there is temperance, which is your temper, which is trying to control. It's basically self-control. I said a scripture uh, a while back ago in one of my other episodes, which says a man that cannot control his spirit is like a city without walls. This is all important in prayer because this is your communication to God. So in your communication, you know, you want to make sure that you you have several levels of, of communication. You have communication with your 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 mate. There's intimacy in that. My husband and I, our conversations are not public. You know what I mean? All the time because they're intimate. You understand what I mean? We know the intimate parts of one another. You know what I mean? We go in prayer together. I'm not going to share that conversation with, say, you know, one of my friends. You know what I mean? It's not going to be as intimate, you know, because this is the person who I am married to, whom God has put in my life and saying, you know, vice versa. So in your daily conversations, my prayer, my individual prayer time is going to be more intimate to God than it is with my husband because I have my own walk. Right. Even though we won and we walking together, I still am responsible for me. So I have to make sure my communication in, is reaching God in the best light. Right. So I don't want to come to him, you know, um, with my 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 ideology, my ideas to the point where I'm trying to override what he's trying to do in my life. Right. So I got to be humble, you know, acknowledge him, you know. And so um, something else. The next, the next verse says, and forgive us for our debts as we forgive our debaters. This is a really big one. And sidebar, I'm going to put, um, <clears throat> not only am I going to put the podcast link into this post I'm, for this episode, How to Pray, I'm also going to put another podcast link for Forgive and Forget. It's actually an episode that I did last week with my husband on our, our podcast called when two worlds collide podcast that's a really good one to listen to um there's a little cuss words in it whatever we human um but you'll be all right (laughs) um but i will but it talks about forgive and forget so just get to that you know that i just wanted to sidebar that but what this is saying and forgive us for our debts as we as we forgive our debaters right so it's something we need to do first Okay, we need to forgive and forget first before we are at for we're trying to receive forgiveness or the option of it being forgotten what our sin was or whatever we did. Right. Everybody got a debt to pay. Okay, you reap what you sow. So if you're sowing good, you're going to reap good. If you ain't sowing so good, you might not reap so good. Right. So what I glean from this is that as we make the step to forgive others and forget what they have done. God, God can and will forgive and forget our debts, our sins, our idiosyncrasies, seen and unseen, otherwise known and unknown, right? So sometimes there's things that we do that we don't even, we're not even aware of. We're just in our daily habitat, our daily situations, right? That's why we have to die daily to what we know, what we think we know, who we think we are. Yesterday's gone, can't get it back. 
Can't even dwell on it. You understand what I'm saying? There's no reason for me to be crying over spilt milk on yesterday. I have a new day. God's blessings are new every morning. So I need to do something new today in order to carry me for today, right? And then when tomorrow comes, this day will be over with. Keep going, right? So with that being said, the forget part is where I think people have a hard time because um, forgive, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I, you know, I forgive you. I apologize. You know, that's the, that's the conversation that's being reciprocated. It may still take a little time. Okay. It's not always instantaneous with us human beings because we still have strings attached. We're still conditional. Let's just keep it all the way real. That's why we have to work on it to, to try to meet that unconditional, uh, barometer that, that, that God has given us. Okay. Jesus bridged that gap for us. He bridged it all the way up. That's why we can't get to the father except through the son. So the whole thing about this forget piece, is not meaning for us to have amnesia, <laughs> to forget what someone has done to us. What it simply means is learn how to not lay charge to that person's account for what they have done. You understand what I'm saying? So if you saying you forgive them, don't keep bringing it back up again. Don't keep regurgitating the same old situation based on what they did. And then sometimes people will teach you how to treat them with a long-handed spoon. Doesn't mean I don't love you. Doesn't mean I haven't forgiven you. It just means that you're no longer going to be a part of my daily activities moving forward. You're no longer going to be a part of this deeper journey that I'm going on. You understand what I'm saying? You do have to cut ties sometimes. And it doesn't mean you can't be friends. And sometimes you can't be. Sometimes there's ill... Uh, uh, what it, how they call it, um, irreconcilable differences or whatever. Okay, pray about it. Forgive that person. I will tell you, bid your peace. Make make peace with your adversary quickly. Okay, because you don't want to be in a situation where you didn't make peace. And 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 God says, lay your gift at the altar. Make peace. Go and bid. You know that relationship farewell or. End it on a good note if it can't be re if it can't be restored. End it on a good note. Okay? Because in that way, you don't have that weighing on your heart. You don't have that heavy bag laying on you because you didn't forget. Because I'm gonna tell you something. If you really love God like you say you do, you're gonna have a heart of, for, of forgiveness and you're gonna and you're gonna be your heart's gonna be more tender. OK, because if it ain't now, God's going to allow going to allow situations to transpire to to make you have a heart of flesh so you can feel. OK, it's important. It's important that we feel he's given us feelings for a reason, y'all. And like I said, all of this is how to pray. I know it seems like a lot on how to pray. You wouldn't think that you need to know all this stuff in order to pray, but you have to look deeper into the word. This is why we have to look deeper. So, um, and forgive us for our debts as we forgive our debaters, right? As we forgive those. So that means a process, right? As we do it. That means you're going to have to continue to do it. <laughs> that means it's not just going to be one time and you're done. And you put a stamp on it, seal it, sign, seal, deliver, right? You're forgiven. But as I said before, if you have one of those spiritual gifts, it might be easier for you to forgive and forget. Some people just may not have that one or it may just take time and that's okay and sometimes you need to forgive and forget the th forgive yourself and forget those things that you've done because see sometimes 
God's not holding you in unforgiveness and neither is another person. You're holding yourself in unforgiveness. So if you're someone who's not forgiving you, you're you're the only one that's holding up your blessings. You're the only one that's holding you up from progressing to where God wants to put you because you refuse to let the past go. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. Okay, let it go. You messed up. Okay, pick yourself up. Dust yourself off. Wash your face. Get yourself some nourishment. Eat some food. Meditate. Pray. Read your Bible. Listen to some music. Talk to a good friend. You know what I mean? Someone who is a confidant. Someone who's not on what you call the hellophone. Stirring up trouble. Stirring up, oh, you know, I remember what they said and this person said. Be weary of the person bringing you information about what someone else said about you because it should never even came back to you. You know what I mean? Honestly. I... I kind of feel I have I have a I have a problem with that. You know what I mean? So it's like that should have just nipped in the bud. Now, if it still comes back to you, okay, maybe it may maybe it needed to. Maybe there's some truth in whatever this person is saying, right? But find your your niche, find your area that you can get in, that you can work on. Like I said, don't have amnesia, but don't keep recalling what people have done, okay? Because you don't want folk to keep recalling, regurgitate your your debts right so be that as it may sometimes you just have to be the bigger person you just have to be in in in, you know god loves a peacemaker so be a peacemaker it's not peacemakers are not probably not the i wouldn't say they're not happy but it's not easy to make peace with someone who doesn't even want peace so then once you bid your peace to a city you and it's not received you take your peace back you dust the, 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 you dust your, put the dust off your feet. You turn around and you walk up out of there. You move on. That is scripture. You found it. Okay. Sometimes you just have to just, just move on and let it go. Right. You can't also, one thing I will say is you can't also con- hold the forgiveness contingent on an apology. Because you're going to have to forgive folk that you're never going to get an apology from. You're never going to see them. Some people are dead in the grave that you're still holding on to. Ooh, Jesus. Let them go, baby. Live your life. If you're alive, let them go. They gone. Okay? Whoever it may be. Your grandmama, your daddy, your mama. Whoever. Sister, brother, cousin. And I speak life in Jesus' name that people are living in, in life in, in abundance. But I'm just telling you, if that person especially is gone, let it go. Whatever they did to you is gone with them. Okay? I just had to I just had to say that to someone. You you allowing a dead thing to 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 thwart your life? Not so. Not so. Okay? Mm-mm. So the next verse, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. So I believe this is saying. Deliver us from evil in doing so we will not be tempted as much, right? Because as I said before, God can test us, but Satan tempts us. So we got to know the difference between a test and attempt, right? Because God will never set us up to fail. Now a test can be failed, right? Written tests, verbal tests, whatever tests, a literal test testing you on something. But life's tests, lessons, you can fail it and repeat it if you haven't learned the lesson, right? Or 
if maybe God wants you to take it a step higher and he wants something else from you. That's not temptation, though. That's a test. You understand what I'm saying? Satan wants to tempt you. All right. So keep that in mind. He wants to tempt you. He wants to steal, kill and destroy your faith. That is ultimately what he wants. All right. And we'll do so by any means necessary. If it means checking the list off one by one, taking all your possessions where you put your your heart into where we shouldn't anyway. That'll be on another episode. But putting all your cares and your worries into your bills and all that instead of casting all your cares and your worries in God. If he know he can knock you off your path because it's easy to do by messing up your money and you'd be like, man, you know, crop failure, why my money always messed up? Because that's your area where you put all of your faith into. Your, your, your faith is measured on how much money you have, on how much you're going to believe God. See, faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So just because I can't see it doesn't mean it ain't there. You understand what I'm saying? Or just because I can see it don't mean it is there. Another, another part of that, right? So his whole agenda is to steal, kill, and destroy, and by any means necessary. So we're asking God on a daily basis to deliver us from evil so that we won't be into those temptation areas, whatever our situation is, right? And then because we also want to make sure that we give reverence to God again, we are saying, it says, for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. So we're always going to close in that. And I always say in Jesus name. Now, when you look at your Bible, um, whether it's an electronic Bible or, you know, a hard copy Bible or whatnot, actual book Bible. Um, if y'all don't have a Bible sidebar, get you a Bible. I know we got our phones and I'm using one now, but I do have an actual Bible. It's just something about having the book in your hand. You know what I mean? So when I do my studying, I use my phone, but I also use my Bible, you know, because it's just you can mark it. You can, you know, it's just something. It's a different anointing that comes with literally having the word in your hand. So, you know, just saying. Um, but his when Jesus speaks, his words are in red. So when you read this in Matthew, the words are red because that means Jesus himself is speaking, which means he was also in this time. He was also alive still and he was talking to his disciples. And so he didn't say in Jesus name because he was still with them. But after he died, his Holy Spirit is what is in us at the day of Holocaust or day of Pentecost. And so now that the anointing is on the inside of us, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, <clears throat> in order because He did bridge that gap, we now say in Jesus' name, Amen. Right? Because that's our bridge to get to Him. And we're still going to reference God's dominion, His kingdom, His place where He is, His power, which is His authority and His dominance. And the glory, which is the victory and the dominion that God has given us. So the way that we get to that is through Jesus to God. And he gives us his Holy Spirit. And that's how heaven can be on earth through us, through what I'm doing right now, speaking his word. There's nobody on this live with me right now at all. And that is okay because someone will listen to it. Even if I can just touch one person, I have done what I was supposed to do. The fact that I am doing this is being obedient to the gift that God has given me, the gift to be able to understand 
and hear him and decipher his word. There is a scripture. I wasn't going to talk about it, but I'm going to go ahead and see it now. <clears throat> it's one of my favorite scriptures and I'm corny. So I'll tell you why it was one of my favorite, <laughs> but it's second Timothy two fifteen. Two fifteen is my birthday. So that's why I said it's corny, but it says study to show thyself approved unto God, not man. I don't need your approval. You know, unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So that's what I'm doing right now. So I'm not studying in front of you guys. I am doing a private consecration so that I can have public demonstration so that I can demonstrate to you what God has given me. Not for me, but so that he can get the glory. You understand what I'm saying? It's always going to reference back to him. If you have a heart and you are humble and you, it's always going to go back to God. I'm not going to take credit for any of this. You understand what I'm saying? So I just wanted to share that. And that was 2 Timothy 2.15. You got to be rightly dividing, be able to rightly divide God's word. If you're going to talk about it in order to do that, it's the study, you know? And some people say, well, I can't get into the these and the thou's. That's okay. They got English, regular, plain English versions. doesn't matter what version you use. Use one, you know? So, and then you can Google what you don't understand. We have at our disposable, or at our disposal, Google. <laughs> you know what I mean? Google it, right? So, something else I wanted to mention. Micah... 719 says he will turn again he will have compassion upon us he will subdue our iniquities and thou will cast all thy sins into the depths of the sea that is so beautiful thank you father god thank you lord and hebrews 8 12 says for i will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will i remember no more so when we can get how our prayer is supposed to be God says he'll do all of that for us, right? And that's ultimately what we want. We can say we want a new house and a new car and all these things. And those things are okay to want, right? But ultimately, if you don't have any peace and you have all those natural needs, those tangible, touchable things that you can, you know, you know, it's going to wear out. I want peace. Because guess what? If I'm crazy, I ain't got my right mind. I ain't going to be able to function in a new car. I shouldn't be driving a new car. Okay, let's just be honest. <laughs> so let's make it make sense. You know, let's get those daily, that daily bread. So I'm gonna read it one more time. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debaters. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Right? In Jesus' name, amen. And I will add, you can pray this prayer if you don't know how to pray your own prayer. Until you have increased in your faith and you you have read God's word and you have it in you. And you're, and you're starting to get more comfortable. At least start here. This is a prayer. You can say this prayer. You know, and this is this is enough to pray, you know, and so I just want to leave that with you. 
But once you start having your own relationship with God, you'll start to understand what it is that you really need. And um, the, the guideline that Jesus gave us, like the prayer that I prayed in the beginning of this, you know, this episode, I didn't pray exactly the Lord's prayer, but I prayed my, I prayed my prayer, right? And that's okay because it's still, I still gave reference to God. We still acknowledge his power. So how to pray is pray from your heart. Pray with an understanding of what it is that you're asking for, but don't forget to acknowledge God. Don't just come into his, his courts with no praise and no thanksgiving, you know? Thank him for who he is and what he has done, not just what he can do. You know, don't just have your hand out all the time. First seek the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all those things shall be added unto you. So I think that's it for now. I love you all. Thank you so very much for supporting your girl. Okay. Cause, uh, this is definitely fun for me. Um, but it's definitely does come with resistance. I won't say it doesn't, you know, anything that you try to do for God, the enemy always try to thwart something in your path. I get nervous or whatever. The devil is a lie. I'm still going to do it. Right. But I love you, my courageous beauties. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. And uh, once I get everything set up, I will have everything in the description box for you. And uh, yeah, God bless you. Bye.